Hello, everyone, and welcome back to One on One with the Canon Podcast Show, brought to you by WCA and Media, where tomorrow's services are here today. And with me on today's program is my wife, Linda Fitzpatrick. And Ken, I'm just happy about being here today. I'm going to enjoy this subject that we're going to talk about today, so I'm going to turn it back over to you. And we have a special guest right here in the studios of One on One with the Canon. Her first name is Susan, and she's going to pronounce her last name. <laughs> Yes, so Canon, it's DeLeo. DeLeo. DeLeo, as in of the lion. Well, you just said DeLeo. 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 Yeah. Yes, you got it. Okay. DeLeo. Yes. So that's a French, um, it's actually, it's an Italian. My grandfather, just a short story, my grandfather was Italian, uh, but somehow the name DeLeo, there's a French connection somehow. So of the lion is how. You can hear it. You can, you can hear it in the... Yeah. The pronunciation. But anyways, yeah. we're going to talk about uh, the media industry with her, with Susan, on today's program. All that's coming your way right here on 101 with the Canon podcast show right after this. Greetings. I'm Samuel Hampton II, producer at WCAN-TV. WCAN-TV is currently looking for quality programming for 30 to 60 minutes. If you have a message that you would like to share to the world, please contact me at 440-836-4591 or at tvwcan at yahoo.com. Thank you. Hello, my name is Shelly Mathis and I am CEO and founder of Shelly Mathis Counseling Services. We specialize in mental health, trauma, and also substance abuse with an expertise in depression and anxiety for individuals, groups, couples, marriage and families, and also child and adolescents. If you're in need of assistance, give us a call at 330-577-8548. Thank you. Hi, I'm Joseph with Power to Become, an executive director with the John Maxwell team, bringing transformational training around the globe, making a difference when it makes a difference. We want to connect with you. Go to power2become.org or .com and connect with us now. Hi, my name is Dr. Marlene Carson, and I am a survivor of domestic minor sex trafficking. What is a survivor, you ask? Well, I survived sex trafficking as a child. I thrive in business and ministry, and I'm here to help you revive your dead dreams, visions, and purpose. If you would like to connect with a survivor community, please reach out to www.rahabshopeofohio.org. That website address again is www.rahabshopeofohio.org. Welcome back to 101 with the Canon, and let's get into this evening's podcast conversation. Susan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'd be happy to. So I have had a, a long and glorious career in, in the broadcast industry, and I've been so blessed. Um, I actually knew that I wanted to be a broadcaster, a TV journalist in high school, and um, a TV crew came to our high school in Warren, Ohio, and I just knew, okay, that's what I want to be. And so I went to college got a degree in television, and then um, ended up getting um, our travels took us to San Antonio. So I actually was hired as a weekend reporter in San Antonio. You know, for those of you who don't realize the um, the impact of that, I mean, here I was just a kid out of college, and this is a major market. San Antonio is probably like a number 40 market in the country. And the news director just um, basically, he looked at me, and then he 
I said, oh, I went to Kent State University. Ends up he went to Kent State University, this news director. And he's like, okay, let's hire her. And he had the photographer go out and shoot a stand-up with me. And here's me. I, I was so new to the business. Um, I was like, oh, what's a, what's a stand-up? So the photographer had to tell me, you know, had to tell me what to do. And okay, so what industry mm -hmm. were you with? Yes, television. So this is a TV station, the NBC affiliate in San Antonio. NBC? NBC, yes, okay. KMOL TV. And so I basically grew up in the industry, got thrown into a top market. Um, I couldn't really believe my, my luck. Um, and so I was probably there for about... Um, maybe seven or eight years. Well, then the station, there was downsizing. Well, let me, let me yeah. interrupt you just quickly. So you said that, uh, you know, the downsizing, but mm -hmm. you spoke about some challenges that you didn't really mention. So what was the challenging, the challenging parts of that job? Oh, some of the challenges were, first of all, I was so green. So I had never worked in another market before. I mean, most of the people, the news reporters had years of experience. And here I was, this was my first first job at televi in television. But that's and what you want to do, right? That is exactly what I wanted to do. So I made sure I was going to do it one way or another. Mm -hmm. And and I had producers who would literally say to me, because we had to write our own stories, and then the producer would, uh, re would rewrite them, basically. For me, he would rewrite the whole story. So why, if I may ask? He Picked yeah. it apart for he what picked reason? it apart because he didn't like the way I wrote. And I remember once um, being told, well, you know, this is something that uh, you either know it or you don't. So um, basically I was told, you know, I didn't know how to write a story. So did that make you feel that this job is not for me because I didn't know how to write the no. story? I just knew that, all right, well, I'm going to prove that person wrong. I'll show you how to write a story. So I watched and I learned and I peeked in the in the uh, editing rooms at the other reporters and watched what they were doing. So were they willing to assist you? Oh, yes. They were. Thankfully, yes. Okay. They shared their talents with me. And the photographers, I mean, they're the greatest source of uh, information. Photographers knew everything. And because uh, a lot of the reporters were young and the photographers were the seasoned veterans. So I would listen to what the photographer said and I would follow their directions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you went from where after that job? Yes. And so then I, uh, well, it was a combination of being homesick and missing my family and then the cuts at the station. So I found myself, you know, my job went away. And so I moved back to Ohio. And um, thankfully, the ABC affiliate here in Youngstown hired me as the weekend anchor. And the news director uh, is is just the uh, very serious man. I mean, I just remember, you know, some people would be just very intimidated by him. But hey, I had been in a top 40 market and I, you know, not to be. But what leads did you yeah. have to go over there? Yeah, so what? it was just pure luck. Okay. I mean, pure luck that they were looking for a weekend anchor. I turned up at the right place at the right time. Um, you know, it. it's just the universe was, was, was working in my favor. And so he hired me, Tom Mock is his name, hired me. And um, I worked at that as a weekend anchor for maybe three or four years. So prior to that, you was working how many years in San Antonio? Yeah, probably seven or eight years. It's hard for me to remember. And when I first started out in San Antonio, I actually worked at a radio station during the week. So for a solid year, I worked seven days a week. But you know, that's what you do 
when you're but young. You enjoyed just, it, though. That's I what you it. want to do. Just so is, yes. uh, if you if you love your mm-hmm. job, everyone, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference how hard it is. It's going to be easy, isn't it? It, it was. You, because you enjoy doing it. I did. Okay. I mean, yeah, seven days a week. Now, let's look mm-hmm. at some of the challenges with that employer. What were some of those challenges that you had? Yeah, so it was a um, a very, you know, it was, it was a fun place to work, you know, probably looking back at my co-anchor. So he was a very stressed out man. Um, his name is Pat. And um, he was stressed out because he felt the weight of the show was on his shoulders. Well, here's me. I was just, uh, you know, just enjoying every moment and loving what I did every weekend. Let's let's dialogue on mm-hmm. some of those hardships that he yeah. had. It could have possibly affected you, too, but mm-hmm. what were some of the hardships that was on his shoulder? He had to be Mr. Tommy uh, Datless, right? Yes, he did. I think it's because he was in charge on the weekends. When the news director was gone, you know, the news director, of course, didn't work during the week, uh, or during the weekend, I mean. So then Pat would have to be in charge, and, and there's a lot of balls in the air. You know, you have to juggle a lot of things when you're the weekend news anchor. So, and he was, um, you know, he had to, to make sure all the photographers knew they were going to the right place. And then all the reporters were doing their job. And there was a producer, but he insisted on writing a lot of the stories himself. So I think he he took on some of the burden. So he was a one-man himself. band. He yeah. was, but he didn't need to be. But, you know, that's just how he was built. Okay, so you had a lot of, well, you, you got a lot of experience there, right? Mm-hmm. I did. I really did because I got to see, you know, kind of firsthand with a small staff of how you actually put a newscast together. And um, a good friend of mine was actually the, she did the weather and she did some producing as well. And so um, out of that experience, uh, and we're still friends to this day, her name's Leah, and is she did the She's wedding. still there? She is not. So we both went different directions. Um, she moved to another station in Steubenville. She, Ohio? Ohio, yep. Hey, you know what maybe we can do? Yes. We have a nice phone interface. We might be able to get her to call in. That would be fun. Yeah. So we, we'll set up something All for right. that. All right. We can call will. Her and she can just stay at home and call in and we can have a conversation. That'd be great. Although she's so busy that we'll, we'll have to make sure she... Uh, we can plan that. <laughs> we'll plan it. Yeah, she you is... Know, uh, by, by listening to you, amazing. Susan, it seems mm-hmm. like you have a lot of the, should we say, the movie actor chemistry of... I'm saying this in a good matter. Mm-hmm. Being stereotyped because this is hard to break away from, isn't it? Yes. If well, you had to just go back to it. If, if you had to go back to it, do you mean like the TV like, world, like getting out TV of the world, TV world? world? Like actors, okay? Yeah. They can have a particular role, mm-hmm. and they make like five or six movies, and they, they become stereocast. Sure, or type, typecast. Typecast, yes. right. Okay, yes. so that's all they see him as is right. that. Right, right. So, I mean, it's the same thing with uh, visual and audio. I mean, you, mm-hmm. I mean mentally. Yeah. And you typecast yourself. This is what I really want to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm making good money over here, but I really want to get back to that. See, it uh-huh. It gets upstairs, don't it? It does. See, that's what drives me. Yeah. I've been typecast doing this type of work, audio, video work, mm-hmm. and I just love it. I, I don't care if someone want to pay me $550,000 a month. I'll take it, but I really want to do this. And that yes. makes life so much easier and it's, happier mentally. You become a better person. You're mentally happier, you're healthier. Everything works if you can just find that one little niche that you can just sneak into and mind melt with it. You're so right. I mean, yeah. we have to love what we do. I mean, if we are working at a job that we hate and it's such a drudgery to get up and 
go to work every morning. I can't imagine that that's anything I would ever do. I mean, I've been blessed. So, Susan, how do your family fit in with this, with all the you work, you said, for seven days, then you work yes. two more days? How do family <laughs> fit in? Yes. Well, my husband, um, we don't have children. So my husband, uh, my late husband, actually, he just knew that that's what I was doing. I mean, he he had his job and, and I had my two jobs and uh, we just made it work. I don't even know how looking back at those days, you know, I was I was young. We were both young and we were both living away from home, but somehow we just made it work. And um, my family back in Ohio, you know, when I was in Texas, they were they were saying, oh, when are you going to move home, Susie? You know, my grandmother was still alive at the time. And, you know, an Italian grandmother, I mean, that is your world. I know. You know, <laughs> like your grandmother, just no matter who it. And I had both of my grandmothers at the time. So um, I just made the decision, you know, and plus it was sort of thrown in my lap, like, okay, well, you don't have your job anymore in Texas. So I got to come home and, and uh, spend time with my grandmother, which I'll, I'll always treasure those memories. You don't have any plans moving again suddenly, do you? No. Okay. I like Ohio. I um, I can always go visit Texas. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely place. Um, I'll tell you what, but there's nothing like living in Ohio. It is nice down there. I lived there for about five years. I was in San, uh, San Antonio, Texas, and I was in Corpus Christi. So it was a nice oh, place Corpus, down there. what a lovely place. Oh, my gosh. We would go to Corpus Christi on the weekends. And, of course, everybody was there, you know, just soaking up the, the rays and this. I can't Wait imagine minute, living on there. On the beach. Wait it was so minute. nice. Whoa, whoa. Yes. Is, this, is this woman Betty show? I mean. <laughs> it, it is. I see. I just yes, got sir, Right. <laughs> they call Corpus Christi the shining si- si- city by the si- shining city by the sea. Yes. yes, and for good reason. The most lovely place ever. One of the most lovely, loveliest places I've ever been. It is. Yes. Okay. Time do out you here. Know time that- out here. Time out here. Let's get back to what? the to the yeah. Let's get back to the to the storyline <laughs> okay. here. Of course. The executive producer has spoken. Go ahead. Class is in session. Back. Lead us back to where we need to go. Even mm-hmm. Amy over there say, get them back. <laughs> <laughs> Turn them around. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. What were some of your major successful events as a anchor? Oh, my gosh. I had the opportunity to meet so many people. Uh, I traveled around the country. I got to cover hurricanes. I covered— Did you cover Hurricane uh, Katrina? I did not. I was already out of the business oh, you when out Katrina there. started. Okay. Yes. And I honestly couldn't tell you the name of the hurricanes because I remember one time um, we were we had to leave San Antonio to go probably to Corpus Christi to cover a hurricane. Well, guess what? The hurricane bypassed Corpus Christi and San Antonio was harder hit oh, than right? Corpus. Okay. So um, they were like, OK, come back. You know, we had so to let's, uh, come if back. If you can, mm-hmm. you can remember, how about some very prominent, famous people who you have oh, interviewed? Name a few. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, right out of the gate, I can tell you. Um, Barbara Bush. Oh, you did interview her. Bill Clinton, yes. Okay. When Bill Clinton was the mayor of Arkansas, he was friends with the mayor of San Antonio, Henry Cisneros. And so I had the chance to meet Bill Clinton. Um, It was amazing. Barbara Bush, uh, just, um, you know, 
down home, um, sort of a serious woman. You know, you, you didn't cross her. Like uh, you could, I just knew that, okay, she's the boss in this relationship. <laughs> um, David Robinson. Wait, let's go back to Bill Clinton. Oh, so yeah, yeah, How yeah. was his, his, her, his personage, his, his mentally, his how was he? Dynamic. Was he funny guy? I mean, was he open? Just open, dynamic, friendly. You know, he was the biggest person in the room. You know, it was a tie between he and Henry Cisneros, okay. who was also very, of his own right, just a, a very dynamic, charismatic person. Um, and later, Henry Cisneros became, um, when Clinton was, was um, became president, uh, Cisneros was in his cabinet. So that friendship lasted many years and just, you know, amazing uh, both, both. So when you talked to Barbara, you said mm-hmm. it was real serious, right? She was more yes, of a yeah. serious, had a serious nature. Yes. So, so did that intimidate you? No. It didn't? Not at all. That's I mean, I just, good. you know, I, I just did my my um, quick interview. You know, I knew not to take a lot of time. I mean, because she was only there. You know, I think they were visiting, um, you know, I, I don't even remember the circumstances, but yeah, I only took a few minutes of her time because I knew that, you know, this was this was an important person and I was only going to take a few minutes and then that was that. Okay, so you have Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. you have Barbara Bush, name yeah. another. All right, remember the actor Edward Olmes? Yes. Edward Olmes, he was in Miami Vice. Right. And he was the police lieutenant. I got to interview him. Okay. I got to interview Jay Leno. You got to interview Jay Leno? Jay Leno. I know he was a blast. He Okay, let me tell you about Jay Leno. Please do. You would think he would be the funniest man in the room, but believe it or not, he is the person who turns on his personality once the camera light goes on. So when he's not on... So he was on camera with my interview, but he wasn't the Jay Leno of The Tonight Show. Okay, so let's, let's break that... That mental diversity yeah. parameter down. So uh-huh. explain each side of him. Right yeah. now we got two personalities. Two personalities, to. actually. Okay. So, so before the camera, mm-hmm. what was Jay Leno like? He was actually kind of a serious person. Like I just expected, you know, my expectation was that this is a comedian. He's going to be cracking jokes. He's going to be laughing with the crew. He's, you know, going to be funny. And I, he really was... I mean, he's a wonderful man. He's uh, very smart, intelligent, of course, but just so what you not what funny. you're saying, Susan? <laughs> before the camera started, uh-huh. he wasn't approachable. Then is that what he, you're saying? He was approachable. Well, you, you know, you're right. Now that if you break it down that way, I would say, yeah, he maybe had his um, his gates up. I you wonder know, why. That was and that's a good question. You think I never was, thought about it. Maybe he thought he'd probably be disrespected because you know he's uh, out there. He, I mean, he's open. He's approachable, transparent. Maybe. He didn't want to be disrespected. That could be, or maybe he's just a serious person at heart. He's serious, and then he turns on the charm, you know, like sort of the class clown. So when he's on camera, mm-hmm. the next personality shows up. Shows up, yep. And he's a really outgoing, funny, comedian-type yes. person. The person but, you saw on now, TV. No, but those are movie stars, and that's how they he's do it. He's not a movie star. Well, I mean, but he's still a star, he's so a that's how— He's a television personality, yes, but not a movie but star. but that's how he does but it. But you know what? For me, that would have been a problem with me. You know why? Can I speak honest? honest of course. Because— I couldn't really interview him, but I see it's a fake. 
<laughs> One minute like this and like this. So I really couldn't project. You call Jay Leno a fake because I could not. Well, I can get some ratings, so I'm sorry, Jake. Okay. You know, give me, listen, we'll set you up Jay. and do a call in. I mean, you can talk about why I feel about you. Okay. But different okay. people feel different ways when they're on there. That that serious person might have been how he really is. Yes. And then when he go on, he have to be that other person to no. make the ratings. Uh, I right. disagree with that. I disagree with that. I don't know. This, you have to be we monotone. call Jay Leno and ask him. You know, you have to be monotone. You know, if I'm going to be a certain way, I'm going to be a certain way all the time. All the, that way I am conditioned time. to be like that. I see. see all right. You condition your mind to be like that. Yes. So you're going to be, you couldn't be anything else. So if you was out of character, they would see it automatically. <laughs> but who want to be a comedian all the time? All the time. I, I know someone. Who's that? Amy. Amy <laughs> she, she can't is say a comedian nothing. all the time. She's in the studio she's audience, and she can't say nothing. Right she can't say nothing. Right. For the first she, time, she's quiet. She's on. She is always on. <laughs> this is the girl who is. I should give on. her a mic, but then the show will be over. But anyways, let's yeah. continue here. All right. Yeah. And so who else? You got Jay Leno, mm-hmm. Barbara Bush, right? Yep. And Bill Clinton. Okay. Who's the next one? All right. I'm going to say David Robinson. Okay. So he's known as he was a San Antonio Spur, and he was known as the Admiral. Why is that? So because he was actually in the Navy. He was a Navy man, and then he got drafted, or he, you know, I don't know how he he joined the NBA. I I didn't know that. He's amazing. And here's this man who is probably six foot seven, I don't know, and I'm 5'5", and I'm interviewing David Robinson. And you got a cramp in your neck, I you? just was like in <laughs> awe because I am I was a San Antonio Spur. I mean, I really still am. Um, and I got to interview this standout star. And you said he was in the Navy. Yes. Well, that's because in Corpus Christi, there's a naval base down there. Oh, maybe so, he came from Corpus. That yes. might be his, um, his birth, his roots yes. are from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's one star. Um, I remember I didn't interview him, but I got to meet the singer Huey Lewis. Okay. So Huey Lewis, remember? Yes. Huey Lewis. And I remember being, I was allowed to um, meet him because we had VIP passes, my friends and I, to to see his show. Hang on, hang on. Don't you miss those VIP passes? I do. Are you kidding me? That is one thing, uh, more than one thing that I miss. But, oh, yeah, those days of traveling. um, So that's what I mean. You was uh, typecasting your own way. Yeah. See that? Because you miss doing that. I do miss it, for sure. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You're starting to be healed right now because you're back in it. I'm back. <laughs> I love being here in front of the microphone. This is this is amazing. And being asked really nice, uh, very good questions by both of you. You're uh, you're hold everything. I mean, up with good hold, questions hold, hold here. Hold everything on that one. Now. I'm, doing, I'm doing most of the talk. Oh, okay. okay. All right, boss. Okay, okay thank you. Right. <laughs> Welcome. Learn that, Amy. Learn that just in case in the future there's some positions for you. Okay, hmm. all right. Okay, so all right. Okay, let's go to the next one because uh, we got a few more minutes here. So, yeah. I mean, I like to hear this 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 category of, of people, prominent of people that you heard. Prominent people. Yeah. All right, so Who's next? how about it was more of an experience when the Olympics came through, um, um, when the Olympics were in Utah, I believe, the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, this was probably 2002, my news director in Youngstown came out of her office and she said, we had the opportunity to run, to be one of the runners of the Olympic torch. Does anybody want, anybody want to volunteer? Wait a minute, you? I got to run the torch. You ran the torch. I did. In, in the ah. leg of the journey that, that went through Cleveland. Do you have that, that video? 
I have pictures. Oh, videos? I don't know if there's any video of it. Oh, wow. But I actually have the torch. Uh, I they I had, you know, I bought the torch. You had the opportunity to buy the torch. Once you ran it's, with it, you could... Yes, once you ran... And you then, had to buy it from them. Oh, right. Okay. But it was... I was happy to pay for it. And then they sent me an outfit, so I was dressed in that standard... You know, back in 2002, you, you wore the, uh, like, you know, windbreaker jacket and the track pants and white gloves and... Uh, you have all that so now? I have all that. I Yes, I will always have that. And I have the, I have the torch mounted on... Um, you know, they mounted so, it. So you know what we're going to do one day? Yep. One day while we are on What's Trending Now, uh-huh. you're going to come in with that on. All right. You know, now, uh, seriously, uh, a while back I did a, st- uh, a program on What's Trending Now with a bakery, a lady who is a culinary expert with bakery. Mm-hmm. I went and got my chef hat. <gasps> did you? And I changed my name to Pierre Fadu. <laughs> okay. Did you have an apron on, too? I had an apron, too. Apron? Oh, All right. yeah. And I, I, I mean, I looked the role. rolling her eyes. Yeah. I mean, yes, he had it on. Oh, I'm sure. We had cakes and cookies and everything. Oh, yeah. Now, those are happy days. Your crew, I bet, really loved you that day because the crew enjoys a cooking segment. They called off for a week. They called off for a week. High blood, blood sugar levels and oh, everything. No. Oh, so they really overdid it. They overdid, I have a feeling. They overdid it. And you'll have that. Okay, so you have yeah. all these clothing from the Olympic mm-hmm. Times. And, yes. And you got to do so. That's, that's something that goes down in history with you, would you? Oh, it will mean, always be a fond memory. Yeah, see, that's mm-hmm. a, it's amazing, right, to get to be a part of the Olympics. Yes. What year was that again? I believe it was 2002. 2002. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I also got to cover the Democratic Convention when it was in Chicago. And uh, this is when Bill Clinton actually was, um, it was his Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Uh, this was probably two different circumstances, but um, Bill Clinton was president then. And I got to go to Chicago and cover the the National Democratic Convention. OK, so. Yeah. In what aspect did you cover? I mean, were you talking to some of the candidates? Or yes. So overall? some of the local, okay. um, the local political um, groups that would go, you know, in, in any community, there's a, a group of political people who will go to the national convention. Well, Susan, in your in your journeys, don't you have any archives video of you doing all this? I do have video. Okay. But it's a lot of it's on VHS tape. So I have to, and I have, you know, we know people, of course, that we right. can get those tapes converted. Converted. And so, yes, Canon, I will I will get those, uh, it's right, get that get, video for you. Yeah, try to get some converted. That's the archive. You got it. You know, that helps. I will do That it. helps stimulate what you're doing, you know. Yes. And that's the proof of everything. I love it. I You got it. That's my assignment. Okay, let's name uh, a few more people who you have interviewed. Okay, let me think about this. Um, we actually ran out of people? Well, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to remember the top... Um, those people that are, and I'm just drawing a blank on um, like other TV stars that were, oh, here we go. Okay, so when, um, you know, on NBC, we used to air, NBC used to air One Life to Live and Another World. So right. those were soap operas. I think One Life to Live is probably still on. Um, Another World is is a show that went off the air, you know, several years ago. We got to, every year is the Canfield Fair. And the NBC affiliate would host a huge tent at the fair. All the TV stations did. This is one of the biggest fairs in Ohio, the Canfield Fair. And so the NBC soap stars would come to, you know, 
we would pay for them to be featured at the tent and people could come and meet um, these these actors. And there was um, there was one man. His name is Joe Barbara, and I believe he played a police lieutenant on Another World. So I got to meet him. I got to meet um, and I'm trying to think of his name, um, Demetrius or he his character on One Life to Live has an accent. Um, dark, you know, really dark hair, um, probably like a, a Romanian or a Russian accent. Um, I can't think of his name at this very moment, but um, ends up that one of my colleagues at the NBC affiliate in Youngstown met this Joe Barbara, the soap actor star. They ended up going out on a date and then getting married. Is that right? It that was, was hilarious. hilarious. And then she moved to Manhattan because he's a Broadway a Broadway star. Now, yeah. many of the soap opera characters, they are stereotyped and they just play just soap operas, nothing yeah. else. Is that true? Well, you know, some of them, so some... Um, no, some of them so goes to other things. I've seen it. Yes. They're, and not, I can, they're not cast type. Right. Yeah. As a oh. young yeah. actor right. or actress, they would start on a soap opera. Opera. And then move over. And then, then move, move up. on. Move oh, on. Yeah. Then get theater. Then for no television. Exactly. Then the movie. We know what the old clock on the wall says. That's all. Time, it's a wrap. Yes, it's <laughs> a wrap. Time has run out on us. So we really appreciate everyone for listening to us right here on 101 with the Canon Podcast Show. And you can go to our WCANmedia.com page to see all of the podcast directories that this program will be on. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please direct all correspondence to CanonPodcast at Yahoo.com. And always remember, my good friends out there, intellect is a very resourceful item. The problem is we don't know how to use it. Until next time, take care. Thank you.